And the award goes to... Oh. This got nominated? Really? Oh. We've all had that thought while watching award shows, and we're going to break down some of the weirdest nominated and wins for movies on episode 98 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Presek. And I'm your other host, Jessica Quaz. And yeah, it's award season, and uh, that means uh, we're going to be getting a lot of uh, controversy of what should have won, what's going to win, all that jazz. But uh, we decided to really look at stuff that yeah, I, I, I looking over some of this stuff, I was just so surprised a lot of these were even nominated to begin with. And the fact that some of these won things, uh, yeah, it, it just makes you realize how award shows are just a big joke. <laughs> totally. I feel like in researching for this episode and finding just like weird awards, wins or nominations of the past, it's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what is... <laughs> It's just so strange, and it does kind of reflect on the fact that, yeah, words kind of lost its place in culture a little bit. Um, there's some weird ones, you guys. There's just some weird, weird nominations, wins, and I'm excited to get into it and just make fun of them and <laughs> make fun of award yeah. shows themselves. Um, so, yeah, I got I got plenty because there is a lot of weird ones out there. Yeah, I was excited not only to see like your list, but also find other ones that you didn't even notice. I was like, oh man, there's so many to talk about. Like we could probably do top 10 lists, but we're not going to do a list. We're just going <laughs> to talk about some some weird things that got in there. But before we get started, exciting news, Entertainment Buffet has a sponsor. What? Oh. What? And it's actually a product that I have been using for the last three years. I actually kept reaching out to them. I was like, look, I am already telling people about these and I've already had people buy based on that. Like, what do you think? And uh, finally got a yes. So the sponsor is Zenny Optical. That's Z-E-N-N-I. If you're watching ads on Hulu, you've probably seen some ads with Rashida Jones. Uh, she's someone affiliated with them. And uh, yeah, these glasses um, are so good. I have like over a dozen pairs because I always wondered growing up, why are glasses like so expensive? It's because there's this company called Luxottica that basically has a monopoly on the market. And I like to tell people don't buy most big name brands because Luxottica owns like all the brands and like all the stores. So yeah, um, I like supporting someone like uh, Zenny because they make great glasses that uh, I will put on one of my pairs right now, great glasses. Mm -hmm. And you just put in your information online and they ship it to you. And they're nice and lightweight so that I don't get like the imprints on my nose. And like I said, I they're so cheap that I've bought in, 
I think 12 to 15 pairs the last couple of years, just because I, I want all the different colors. I want some that are prescription sunglasses, some that are, you know, I got like kind of sports goggly ones. Like I just, I'm all in. And this was even before <laughs> we became a sponsor. Um, but yeah, if you use the link in the description below, um, you will help support the podcast and entertain buffet a little bit. Uh, just use that link to go buy some glasses and uh yeah we'd really appreciate it like i've gotten some pairs of glasses for like 40 bucks wow and that's yeah that's with the prescription that's the shipping and like everything like the whole purchase wow. was like 40 50 when i'm pretty sure once upon a time th- uh, some places would charge like two three hundred dollars like just for the frames oh and, yeah like- <laughs> it's expensive so, out there yeah so like i would rather get like 20 pairs from these guys with that amount of money opposed to one monopoly charging me that so uh it's both a personal reason why i love supporting this company but also they're now sponsors so i was really excited because you know sponsors on podcasts that's cool you know mm-hmm. the, the, i feel like we, we reached a another another level Ooh. <laughs> and yeah, i've heard you talk about this company for a few years now so i know like we wouldn't just like push out anything we don't like or believe in um so this company is great super affordable if you're in the need for glasses just check the link down below if you know someone who is send that to them as well um and yeah i think it sounds like a wonderful company for sure and like i said i mean they they got all kinds of styles uh i've got like an orange pair a green pair a blue pair you know big big you know huge ones little skinny kind of like clear ones like I, i got all the different styles just because you know they're affordable and you can, it's just, I always lived with the fact, I remember there's a joke in Seinfeld. It's like, well, I need to pick a pair of glasses because I'm picking my face for the next like <laughs> five to 10 years because people didn't want to buy glasses all the time. But like with Zenny, you can. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be a sponsor for something just for financial purposes. I reached out to them because I was already a fan of their product. Yeah, well, thank you to Zenny. Yeah, thank you, Zenny. Um, and Jess, also before we get started, uh, we've been plugging in the last couple of episodes, but just in case anyone hasn't heard those, you want to share the other podcast you're working on? I do. So again, it's Second Chance Movies. Myself and my co-host, Joe Harper, uh, basically take movies that were at one point divisive or beloved or hated, and we rewatch them and see if, one, they hold up over time, if they've gotten better, if they've gotten worse. Um, and we decide if the movie deserves a second chance, um, or if it's just something like, nah, one and done was good enough. Um, (laughs) so we have a few episodes out now. Uh, we just released a Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman episode, uh, in, in honor of the Snyder Cut that's out now. Um, and yeah, uh, we're going to be getting into some best picture movies kind of on topic with today's episode here. Uh, so on the docket, we have Juno, we have Master and Commander, which we're watching because of the whole uh, Russell Crowe Twitter debate. <laughs> um, uh, Argo. So we have a few coming up and then we'll be getting into like our summer blockbusters. So yeah, uh, I'm very excited about it. It's been interesting rewatching movies because it's something I rarely do um yeah and so yeah I'd love uh, some support from our listeners here um and yeah it's just again second chance movies you can find us on wherever you're listening to this podcast at um and yeah just if you 
would like, that'd be great if you could give us a listen after this. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, which I, that's why I've always said that this is a fun idea because you were someone that's just like, I saw it once, I'm good. And I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> trust me. It took me another time to like process this and like then it grew on me. So now you're finally doing that. Uh, some are bad and some are good. So I like it's a bit of both and not yeah. just one or the other. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like almost any movie is like open to rewatch and deserve it and think of it deserves a second chance. Um, so it's been interesting to watch movies that were once like critically acclaimed and, uh, you know, beloved and, and see like, oh, I don't know about this. Or some that were like totally panned and was like, hey, I think we were kind of all wrong about that, actually. Um, so yeah, it's just fun. It's uh, We do a, a movie, an episode. Um, so if you've seen the movie, but it's been a while, you might want to listen and see like, yeah, I haven't seen that in a minute. Like, what is it like now to watch? And we'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so yeah, uh, usually this is where we would do a segment like what we've been watching. Um, but if you haven't uh, heard yet, the last two episodes, Jess and I did a mega two-part episode where it was all the tv shows and all the movies that we've been watching lately so check us out there and then next episode we'll go ahead and bring that segment back but um yeah we want to we want to get right into these weird nominations uh so uh jess uh, uh do you, do you want to kick us off because this was uh, your idea for an episode and uh, yeah i uh, i've seen your list Wow, 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 wow. You did your research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, there are so many to choose from. It's insane. Um, but I actually wanted to talk about some more of the recent ones. Um, just again, looking back only a couple of years ago and being like, what the hell happened? Um, so the first one I want to talk about is a movie that I absolutely love. I've talked about it on this show many times. It is a movie that I will happily rewatch anytime. And that is Get Out. So the fact that Get Out is nominated for anything is not weird at all because it deserves so much. It deserved all the accolades. But what was very strange was that year at the Golden Globes, Get Out was nominated in Best Comedy or Musical. And yeah. <laughs> That's what's fucking weird because um, if you haven't seen Get Out, stop what you're doing and watch it right now. It's amazing. But it's uh, a horror uh, that is on its surface, just a straight up horror. But when you get to the, the depths of it uh, is a horror about uh, racism in America and, and issues in our society and our culture. And so there's a lot of really big messages within this movie. So it's a very layered horror. Um, yes, there's a couple times where like you chuckle, but it's more of like a brevity from the horror situation, like a comedic relief moment. Um, it's, there's no musical numbers. Let's just get that out of the way. I did not see a single musical number in this movie. And the comedy- Oh, you didn't? Well, I, I did not. Shit, did you get the director's cut? Yeah, I got the Snyder cut of Get Out. Oh. Well, there you go. I didn't watch that. So I it guess- It was seven I hours something. long. <laughs> That's a movie I'd watch seven hours long. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get deeper with it. Um, but yeah, so musical or comedy, again, uh, only musical numbers in the director's cut, <laughs> um, but 
the comedy is so few and far between and some of the jokes again a lot of them come from Lil Ray Howie who plays the main character's best friend and he's Lil Rel yeah Lil Rel yeah did I say what did I say Lil Ray uh, I think you may have, uh, but yeah, I've I've seen him do stand up live uh, in Chicago before he went out to like L.A. and whew, God, he's amazing. Hilarious. He's amazing. He's hilarious. Um, so he's perfect for the role of just like the very supporting character who busts in with some laughs. Again, it, that is so nice in a horror movie when you can just kind of like take a step back and giggle and then get back into the horror. But that's not what makes it a comedy. There's so, like, I could just go on a whole tangent about how award shows don't understand horror or comedy. Well, <laughs> like, and and this is one thing that we're going to be talking about, like, you know, obviously, like, the big two. Like, there's many award shows, but, like, the big two, Academy Awards, Golden Globes. Like, Golden Globes is very much, like, a joke, you know. Uh, most award shows are, but, like, that one is because... I understand what they're doing by doing the whole like best drama and like best comedy or musical. Like they're trying to get more things nominated, I think because they just want more stars and like directors and such at the mm -hmm. award show. But like the whole, the, the fact that like you can campaign and then allow like movies like that to get into that category. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Cause even just looking at a lot of nominations for the best musical and comedy category, um, there's a lot that it doesn't make sense while they're in there. And there's one, even I'm going to mention later that just like get out. It, it's, it's not a comedy, you know, yeah. but then like some people point out, like, for example, like, hangover or deadpool like r rated comedies like that get nominated they're like oh well that doesn't deserve best picture and i'm like well what does you know like right <laughs> and it's just that's where it becomes like all right well best comedy or best drama why is musical with comedy you know because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why why is like say like la la land or uh like les mis being compared to deadpool like it just it doesn't make sense and that's why like I get it because it's when you just do best picture it's a lot that can fall under that but like if you're gonna do best comedy or drama you almost need to start breaking up into even more genres like yeah. something because like maybe uh ones that are like based in the real world some that are like fantasy slash sci-fi or something because it just like becomes so weird when we get these because yeah while there are funny moments in get out that doesn't mean you, you know there's funny moments in the dark night but that's clearly not a comedy you know exactly i mean there's so <laughs> many dramatic moments that aren't even like dramedies just so many dramatic movies you can point to that have like comedic moments in them but that doesn't mean they're a comedy and there's some very like clear examples of that um but yeah like i completely agree with everything you just said. First of all, the Golden Globes, I think at one point were sort of treated as the precursor to the Oscars. So like you were, you won the Golden Globe that like opens up your chance of getting nominated for an Oscar. So it was like that, it was treated like that. Like there's Oscars and then Golden Globes and whatever happens at the Globes affects the Oscars. And now we're starting to realize that the Golden Globes are a complete joke. <laughs> like a complete, <laughs> if there's anything you can take away from this episode, it's that the Golden Globes are a joke 
and should not be taken seriously ever again unless they really do some deep changes and a lot of that has recently come out you can like find so many articles and I suggest you do especially if you're like in the film industry or if you're interested in these kind of things just about the like actual corruption of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and like their their gifts that they get and like you can look into the whole thing about Emily in Paris this year like it is it is corruption (laughs) it is not (laughs) about the value of like who was the best it's like the studios schmoozing you know um, yeah, and I'm sure. not saying that doesn't happen at the Oscars because that definitely does. But like in the Golden Globes, it's way more like obvious. Um, but yeah, I so also on your point of like the weird sort of switching it up by genre, like I get I like the idea in theory of like there's so many different types of movies and TV shows. So like it's the best in comedy, it's the best in drama, like, I kind of get that, but now it's sort of become more, like, drama feels like the more prestigious movies, and then the comedy and musical category almost feels like a catch-all, like, it's like, well, we don't know what to do with this movie, but, you know, I'll throw it in there, Um, and that kind of feels like what happened with Get Out, where, like, it's a horror, and award shows, and a, a lot of, like, I mean, it's kind of been changing with horror recently, but like a lot of people and award shows have issues with like realizing how powerful horror movies can be and like how prestigious they actually can be. Um, And so it's almost feels like it's not deserving of the drama category. Um, So I don't know. But I think it's like the producers and maybe even like, the Hollywood form press with Golden Globes that they think like, oh, well, like a movie, like get out because, you know, it is good, but it is funny. Well, like we can put it in comedy and like there's more chance it'll win. It's like, yeah, but like if it's good enough to where you think it should win, like why isn't it just winning in drama? You know, (laughs) like why? Right, right. And and, like, that's one thing that like, it, it comes down to like, it's really dumb with the whole, um, do you mind actually there's one that i was going to bring up that got nominated for best comedy it's kind of along the same conversation do you mind if i kind of bring it up and uh, yeah, we can sure. continue because it's very similar to get out in the sense that it's not a horror but it's a drama it's a mm-hmm. thing that has funny moments um but was nominated for best comedy or musical at the golden globes which is the big short um yeah this is one that i thought of it recently because with all the GameStop uh <laughs> shorting mm-hmm. stuff that happened i i re-watched that movie and it's not a comedy like it is made by a comedic director it is uh, adam mckay uh it has comedic actors in it and there's plenty of parts that will make you laugh but the whole thing is a drama. The whole thing is also about a real event that happened that may as well be a horror movie with how it happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so the fact that that was like put in the comedy category, it just doesn't make sense because while I found it entertaining and it did make me laugh at times, that wasn't the main goal. I'm pretty sure the yeah. main goal was to show people like a digestible like way to look at what happened and also like they would try kind of use like a device like oh well here's margot robbie in a bathtub explaining and it's just like sure that's funny but like she's actually just talking about like you know stocks and bonds and you know all this stuff it has it's 
it's not funny. So I, I, it just like get out, like it just made no sense, but I'm pretty sure whether it was like the producers or also the Hollywood form press being okay with, you know, the campaigning, whatever it was, putting those into comedy and musical, just if you want it to win something or be nominated for something so that it's considered like best picture, then maybe you either need to open up more genres so it makes sense or maybe just do what the Oscars tried to do. And I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, have more best picture nominees. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, but it just like this <laughs> until they figure it out, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think you touched on something important, a little like behind the scenes of award shows is that yes, like producers of the movie or the studios will campaign for their movies. And there have been cases where they think, well, if we put, you know, this actress in the lead role, uh, she's probably not going to win because, you know, so-and-so is, is number one this year. But if we put her in the supporting, maybe she'll win. That does, that kind of stuff does happen. Um, but uh, that actually recently happened with Lakeith Stanfield. So like just complete sidebar real quick. So uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya uh, have just been nominated for best supporting actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, both are incredible in the movie. They deserve nominations. However, Lakeith Stanfield is the lead in that movie and Daniel Kaluuya's supporting role to him. Um, And so Lakeith was actually like, just came out and talked about how weird it was. Like, why, like, why am I in supporting when I'm the lead? This is kind of confusing, but like, cool, I'll take the Oscar nomination. Um, And they had actually campaigned for him to be in the best actor category. But ultimately, it is up to the award shows uh, voters to decide we're going to put you in here. So like, it's weird. It's super weird. So like, yeah. yes, like a movie will strategically put uh, film nominations in a particular category. Like with Get Out, they did campaign for drama. And then at the award shows, discretion said, mm, no, we're going to put you over here in a category that doesn't make any sense for your movie whatsoever. Yeah. So it's just Hopefully like, you'll win, but yeah. it's like, if you want us to win, then put us in the one that we belong in. Well, you know? so I have like the other nominations um, and the ultimate win in that category up. And so Get Out was in the same category as The Disaster Artist, The Greatest Showman, I, Tanya, which I would also argue is like a not quirky a drama, but not a comedy. <laughs> And the winner was Lady Bird, which is like dramedy comma, I guess. Like, I, I, I think, guess. Yeah. I but think that's a drama. Like so many of those are dramas with comedic things. Yeah, and that's the thing. Just, <laughs> see, like to me, like when Golden Globes or other even like Emmys, when they broke down like TV shows into comedy or drama, it used to make more sense because usually dramas were about 42 minutes slash, you know, an hour with commercials. And then comedies were 23 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. 30 minutes with commercials. And so the fact that like they tried doing it with movies too, like it doesn't quite make sense because things aren't just one thing, but Mm -hmm. also the fact that, oh, well, we'll just put this over here because we want these to be nominated and we want these, you know, like, for example, Greatest Showman was probably nominated because it was one of the only musicals that year and because they just yes. wanted to keep Jackman there. And, you know, like they- yeah, and that's, an- that's another movie I'll get into later um, where I feel like there are sometimes 
where a musical will come out one year and they're just like well uh we need a musical in the category so come yeah. on in like yeah um so yeah it's just a, it's weird like god it's so messy because it it's also not make any sense specifically comedic musicals it's comedy or right so right that's why like i said like for example like les mis was up the one year um but like that <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, not it's very strange. We could probably have an entire episode just on Golden Globe nominations, but there's plenty of others to get to. Yes. So, um, Jess, what was another one that you noticed that you wanted to bring up right at the beginning here? Okay. Well, I guess so. On on this topic, uh, and then we can get the hell away from Golden Globes, like everyone should. Um, so this year uh god where do i even fucking start with this one um so this year the movie music was nominated at the golden globes for best picture in a musical the movie's called music yes do you know anything about this movie I think I saw someone post about it, but I thought they were talking about a specific movie's music I didn't know there's no. a movie called music yes. okay okay oh, so <laughs> I always like when Jess explains things that I don't know. It's usually more fun than whatever it actually is. Thank you. I <laughs> bring some sort of freshness to the material because it's all bad here. Okay, so you know the singer Sia, right? The chandelier singer? I want to sing from the chandelier. You know what I'm talking about? Sia? I, I believe so. Okay, so Sia... <sighs> Sia released a movie this year called Music. And it is about a young autistic girl uh, who, I guess, learns, I don't know, like learns to love herself through the power of music or she loves listening to music and she's called music. It's, I don't, whatever. Um, Kate Hudson like plays her older sister. I think their like parents die and now she's like in charge of raising her. So she's got to like, learn how to deal with an autistic child so um, it's like rain man meets <laughs> meets like like pushed by sapphire i don't know <laughs> like, no <laughs> it's like it's like uh i don't even know how to describe it based on other movies it's like Cut a, out that just say like so it's it's rain man but with music but with music there you go and also all of the music in music is written and produced and sung by Sia. So she was really like, I'm gonna be in the movie. The movie is my movie. I directed it, wrote it, did it all, and I made music. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so so <laughs> a few months ago, the trailer is released for music. And if you have not watched it, you need to watch it because it is so offensive so 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 offensive oh. um so the girl that's playing music uh the autistic girl is played by maddie ziegler who you may know as being one of sia's dancers also is from dance moms the iconic reality tv show dance moms Iconic. <laughs> iconic. It was iconic. Let me tell you. Um, okay. So we cast this girl who is not an actress, one, who is not autistic, two, uh, has no history with the autistic community at all. Um, she can dance. That's that's it. And Sia loves her. So Sia casts her. And in the trailer, like right away, 
it is so uncomfortable to watch this girl play an autistic girl because she's like doing like a caricature of someone like super like disabled and it's just like like just gross right away um so the trailer's released and the autistic community is like hey sia um hello we're not happy (laughs) this is not uh, like this is bad um so so she starts to get like a bunch of of hate on twitter and just like for all the backstory uh this is leading up to this um this is all going somewhere i promise uh so twitter loses its mind and is like oh my god what have you done and sia instead of being like okay let me listen to the entire community i've made this movie about and see what they have to say about this representation no no sia gets really pissed at them really really fucking pissed she tweets out a lot a lot of tweets she just goes on this tweet storm uh here's one tweet for example girl fuckity fuck why don't you watch my film before you judge it fury that's what she wrote <laughs> just taking in the uh, responsibility of it all um uh hold on there's one that i i need to find it real quick because it's really bad okay uh so all sorts of things she's just like watch the movie first um oh my god at one point she says autism speaks came aboard long after the film was finished four years in fact um and then we find out like that autism speaks was a part of supposedly a part of like consulting autism speaks is actually a horrific autistic group um their main goal is to fix autism um yeah so it's not like we're here to help the autistic community it's like we think you're wrong and we need to change you um so when she was like it's fine i had this like great group that like came aboard everyone was like it's not a good group what are you doing and so then she was like oh well i had no idea sorry and it's like then she goes on and on about how she's like researched this for years like she's she's you know she knows and it's like okay well if you did that how did you not know that like you were working with a very problematic group um so there was just a whole lot of back and forth at one point uh she she claims that she had cast a nonverbal autistic girl to play this role but they were having issues with her uh performing and it's like well yeah she's one nonverbal so communication's tough there we're not saying you have to like cast a nonverbal autistic girl but maybe someone autistic who's aware of like what nonverbal is like Anyway, and so she kind of push, puts the blame on the girls, like she couldn't handle it, so we had to replace her, instead of being like, we didn't make our set conducive enough for her. Whatever, uh, that's a whole thing. But the worst part of it all... Ah, uh, put down the shovel. Stop, <laughs> just see it, like fucking stop. <laughs> so, they, so again, like a lot of autistic actors came out and were like, you didn't, I didn't see any sort of auditions for this. Like, I don't think this is, you actually did hire someone i think your intent was always to have maddie play whatever there's a whole controversy someone tweets out um helen angel wrote several autistic actors myself included we all said we could have acted in in it on short notice they these excuses are just that excuses the fact of the matter is zero effort was made to include anyone who is actually autistic and sia responded 
maybe you're just a bad actor. <sighs> so, so she's really trying to win over fans. Yeah, she's really, really trying to win over the community she made a movie for. Um, so like this all happened before before it was nominated before it was nominated and then the golden globes decided mm -hmm. you're doing great kid here's a nomination and that's what makes it so weird was that like there was clearly a big issue with this movie in terms of representation there's also like there's so much more you can watch like video essays about it on youtube from like actual like people of the autistic community explaining more specifically like what is so wrong about it um also god there's a scene where um someone you like the girl is having a major uh, autistic meltdown which does happen and someone uses restraint on her um they like pin her to the ground and like hold her and in the movie they're like i'm just holding you with my love it's fine um and people in the autistic community came out and said that is not you should not promote that at all. Uh, restraints has, have led to death. Restraints have led to worsening uh, the episode. Like this is not something we're okay with. This is not <laughs> how you handle this. And so now whenever the movie is released, uh, they either are taking that scene out or there's a warning before the movie, like, hey, we're not like cool with this, just like whatever. So there's just so many fucking issues with the fact that like she made this movie probably with good intentions um as a love letter of sorts to the autistic community but never consulted much within that community and never thought maybe i shouldn't be casting this girl who doesn't know how to act uh who is not autistic in any way maybe i should find an autistic actress who knows what it's like and can bring more authenticity to the story no wow. no no um and then on top this is of just that, like a whole saga it's a whole fucking saga um and then just on top of that like the movie itself has been panned like so fucking panned it's so bad that it currently has an eight percent on rotten tomatoes with critic scores so just to be clear, it wasn't just like say nominated for like one of the songs. It was no. nominated for best musical best or comedy. And best actress in a musical or comedy for Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And there was like a bit of a campaign to be like, do not reward this. Do not reward this. Like take this nomination away. And the Golden Globes never spoke on it. They never defended the reason why. They just sort of completely ignored it. Um, and yeah, it, it just is awful to give any sort of validation to a movie that is so upsetting to the uh, group of people it's supposed to be representing. Um, and I've never seen anything quite like it before where yeah. it was just so much like uh, upset for really valid reasons and the fact that Sia handled it like a nightmare. Um, and the Golden Globes were still like, Good job, kid. Here you go. Like, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Music is terrible. You, again, I highly suggest you go on YouTube and find video essays by actual people in the autistic community for them to further go into depth about how this is horrible on them. Um, and, you know, I, I 
find it very upsetting because I do have someone in my family uh, who is autistic. Um, so it's just, it, it upsets me. And I just find the whole thing very weird and very odd <clears throat> that after all this, they still were like, yeah, you deserve a nomination. You've been doing great work. Yeah, well, cause it's one thing when, you, you know, the autistic community already only has so many forms of representation, whether it's like characters or stories about them. Um, mm -hmm. So that already like filters out, you know, them being represented. So that when one is not only <laughs> uh, made with controversy, but then nominated for awards for it, it's like almost like it's trying to tell other people there like, oh, well, like, you know, uh, maybe if I make a story that's uh, has an autistic thing like this, maybe our thing will get nominated. Like it's just, it's promoting like wrong, probably stereotypes. Like I haven't seen it yet, but it's just like, it makes no sense that a movie, it was panned so hard to get like a nomination. Like that's, right. and like I said, not just for like a song, you no. know, but but like saying it's one of the best of the year. Exactly. And it's clearly not like the whole like ableism and that issue aside, like the critics did not like this movie. It was not like, oh, yeah, there was like some upset, but it turned out to be a good movie. No, there was upset and it was critically panned. And so that leads me to believe like Sia's got money, like Sia's got money. So, you know, <laughs> yeah but wow 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 okay so there's one other one that is related to the golden globes that i wanted to bring up but uh was not something with this much controversy <laughs> it's something that you know i think this is what i'm about to say is comedic that it happened more so than the movie that was nominated uh for comedy awards was um at the 1994 Golden Globes for best actor in a comedy was Arnold Schwarzenegger for the movie Junior, which if you don't remember, that no. is the movie where it's with him and Danny DeVito, uh, <laughs> where they're trying to like work on, you know, uh, <laughs> It's such a stupid plot. Uh, basically, they're working on chemicals to help like with pregnancy and whatnot. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is impregnated. Yes, that is the <laughs> plot of the movie. Oh. Um, but yeah, so to me, this is so funny because the movie uh, was so bad. Like it was so bad. It's a dumb plot. And the fact that it got like nominations for different things, but also like Arnold wasn't funny, particularly funny in this. He was just the same thing he is in everything. <laughs> so the fact that they gave him a nomination is just so strange to me. Um, also because 1994, I think maybe one of the best years for like movies, I just want to list some other movies. I'm not saying that these should have been nominated for comedy or anything like that. But just a, a, a little glimpse into what came out of 1994. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, the animated good Lion King, um, 
Speed, great action movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Ed, Ed Wood. And then this was the same year that Jim Carrey had a trifecta kind of like coming out year where he was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask all in the same year. Um, so like, and and last but certainly not least, one of the most ridiculous movies, Street Fighter. Um <laughs> Which I think if you're going to throw out some shitty nominations for like comedic performances, you should give that nomination to Raul Julia uh, <laughs> as General M. Bison because he was so hilarious as a hammy villain and it was his final role before he died of cancer. So like, I think that th if anyone should have been nominated for something, it should have been Raul Julia just doing what he could because he wanted to do a video game movie for his kids before he died and, and and not Arn for junior <laughs> <laughs> i would like, even say like jim carrey ace ventura because like that character is like i mean has stood the test of time like i'm pretty sure he i think he was nominated for the mask but okay um it just yeah like i would have rather him be there three times than yeah. like arn get something like it just it didn't make any sense to me and it's just like when you go through like the list of certain things that got nominated in, in the, any of the comedy or musical categories whether it's like performances or like what we've recently spoke about with picture um it's very questionable and it just it's i do believe that comedy should be recognized more much like horror much like fantasy much like comic book adaptations um which everyone just lumps into calling them superhero movies even though that's not all what they are um a lot of genres like that don't get recognition so like i'm glad that comedy is but if it's going to be i want it to be something that's good right, right. <laughs> and like junior was not good <laughs> um it is a very bad movie i did watch it last year um at a bad movie night um before the pandemic and yeah it is rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what's upsetting is it's given to a comedy that i one have never heard of until now and two is now a bad movie <laughs> so yeah. um yeah it's, that's it's like a pair weird. of yeah um there's two movies in the 90s i think it was with danny devito and arn because like half of the joke was like he's so tall he's so short yeah. isn't it funny it's like <laughs> that's all you're writing this on you may as well just do the poster and like just laugh at that i don't know it's just wow yep yeah, nope weird shit going on at these awards my friends <laughs> yeah for sure so what are uh, some other ones that you came across um so another recent one that is super weird now that we're a few years out from this is green book winning best picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's weird, right? It's super weird. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was also nominated in the best comedy and musical category. It, I think it was, maybe. It's just so, the movie itself is just so fucking weird. Like truly <laughs> everything about it, I hate. I really, I really do. Um, it's odd because one, it's a movie that was never taken seriously. And it was very much like a, like a white savior kind of movie that award shows just like love. Um, but like, it was never really in my mind anyway, from what I remember, like in the front running to be the winner. So it kind of was just like, Oh, we did. 
okay, we gave it to that. Cool. Um, and now we're just a few years out from it. And it, I mean, we don't talk about Green Book anymore, but what, what else what we... was nominated with it now? I'm trying to remember. Okay, so this is a wild group of movies to be nominated together. So we have Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that got awards love. That got a lot of awards love. Best picture? Okay. Um, <laughs> the favorite, Roma. A Star is Born, and Vice. Now, out of all of those movies, I think, like, Black Klansman and A Star is Born, like, would, like, it. Those, one of those, I think, should have taken it. Um, Black Klansman, probably not, because the Oscars are very white. It wouldn't have happened. Um, But I think those movies are talked about already more than Green Book. Like, yeah, I don't think any well, most people didn't see it or the ones who did yeah. see it are, are, don't think it was that good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's uh, I, and this is one thing that you know, we could talk about with many movies that not only like win the Oscar for best picture but are just at least in the nominated category. It's like they don't actually think about like what are movies that are going to say like stand the test of time right what are ones that we're going to be talking about 10 years from now and like one that like this isn't necessarily a weird win uh i I didn't see the movie and some people enjoy it but like i'll never forget when king's speech won in 2010 but that was the same year that we had the social network Mm -hmm. uh toy story 3 we had um inception we had scott pilgrim like all these movies that i think are talked about in so many other ways and like contribute to different I don't know, like whether it's like the writing or the how they're shot or the effects, whatever it is, like they have legacies only 10 years out and like no one talks about King's speech. <laughs> right. I fully agree with that. Um, yeah, it's just a re- I mean, when the Oscars were first founded, it was like, not only is this the best movie, but this is a movie that says something about like where we're at in in culture like right so that's Mm. like that's was at least the intent and now it's just become like 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 I I don't whoever buys it I guess (laughs) I don't know I don't know and you know a lot of these voters too don't see every movie so that's an issue (laughs) right there but yeah I think this one was so strange because it's just uh, like first of all not a good movie it's just not a good movie it's mediocre at best but then when you start to get into like the backstory of these real is the the actual green book itself like it's completely offensive and whitewashed like completely um and there was also like a lot of issues with uh the character that Mahershala Ali plays Don Shirley his family hated the movie they did not like it whatsoever and I think that that is so upsetting when a loved one gets a movie made about them the family should have a lot of say in this is what he was like and this was his journey and so for the family just to be like no I this is I don't like this at all I don't like this telling of him is very upsetting to me um and yeah it's just like it's such a weird like very mediocre at best movie that like won 
And it's definitely not a movie that we are going to be talking about in a few years. I mean, we don't even talk about it right now. I was going to say, like we already years. don't now. <laughs> yeah. Besides like people like probably making fun of it. Like it just, woof. It's so strange. And especially when like, I know I've talked about Black Klansman, even the favorite, A Star is Born. Uh, those have, movies have come up in conversation a lot within the last like few years from this. So it's just like, like really? Like that was the, that's what you guys thought was the best movie like a movie that no one saw and those who saw didn't like and like it again just feels like just a nice awards kind of movie because it's like a a black man and a white friend this is so weird like yeah get, get out of here with that no thank you yeah um so yeah i i think it's something that um if that store, if that exact movie came out like 20 years prior or something, it's like, it would make sense like why people would like it. But like now that like where we are <laughs> with uh, like supposed to be, um, how do I even want to phrase this? Like, just like, I don't want to say how like we're more woke or anything, but just like the fact that like we know how things should not be like this anymore you, you know like yeah. where it's like this would have came out in the 80s it's like oh well they were doing this because like it wasn't social media but <laughs> yeah. like now it's like we have access to so much more content and like there's so many other better things out there that we see that it's like it kills me because you see something like that win but then you see like one that like for example a lot of people thought deserved to win like parasite and it's just like how are those both like best pictures when like there's such a stark difference of quality mm -hmm. and performance and like story and all this stuff like like maybe they did like parasite because it was like all right this is clearly the best we got to give it to them because like we fucked up the other year you know i don't know <laughs> but um yeah very strange I, I like when i think i, I remember because i'm pretty sure i was in a bar after a comedy show when the oscars were on and me and some other comedians on the show were watching and all of a sudden it's just like a best picture green book and literally like five of us at the table went like what <laughs> I'm like all right uh, that okay all right well Turn something else on. Let's go do something else. Like, what the fuck happened? You know? <laughs> yeah. I it just it's such a strange one because the reception of it wasn't good. And I do think that like reception of movies should play some sort of role in the Oscars because it's like, what did the people think? You know, like they if this is supposed to represent movies of the culture of now, we should be listening to people being like, no, that was trash, or like this was amazing. This was I think the best movie. Like but there's so yeah there's no sort of a, like accounting for that but also just real quick and i won't go on a tangent of this but i just it needs to be said when it comes to this movie particular this movie the green book itself for those of you who don't know is a book that was used during segregation era and it was um sort of like a phone book for the black community and the book said um lists upon lists for different cities of uh, different states of like you know here's a hotel you can stay at here's a restaurant you can eat at here are these places these bars you can walk into this is where you can perform uh like it's just basically a manual of like where black people are okay at um 
So in the movie, Mahershala Ali is using the green book because he's a traveling musician to be like, okay, we got to stay here. We got to stay here. All that stuff. It, so one, this movie does a deep disservice to the history of the green book and, and what it means to the black community at the time and now. Um, so it's not like the white man's story to tell. And that's, I think, what bothers me the most too about this movie is that the producers, the writers, the, the directors uh, were all, all white men. Uh, <laughs> who, mm, should they have been the ones to tell the story about the Green Book? Maybe not. But then to frame it in a way of like, wow, this black guy has a white driver and they're using that green book. Just again, does a disservice to the history of it. And that's something else that like really bothers me about it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's something that it's like, it's not the, the idea of making a movie about the green book. Like I could see that being a movie. Yeah. But the execution of it was like, oh, great. It almost diminishes it because it's like, these like two like unexpected friends become friends it's so weird and the white guy's driving the black man can and you the believe the white guy's learning about the black person's struggles yeah, and like, like, da, 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 da. it's mm-hmm. like why why did we need his point of view exactly and like why was that how we're gonna make a move like just to steal the word green book and make it the title when it's not necessarily even about the green book and it's just about like that situation of a white driver and a black man like it's just I think completely diminishes the history of it for and I think the movie could have been a cool opportunity to learn about something that most uh white Americans especially don't even know about um and yeah they just really dropped the ball with this and then it was rewarded like for sure yeah oh, so it's just weird weird times <laughs> So one of the one of the last couple ones I wanted to bring up, um, and we don't have to go super in depth on it. I just like, I I, I keep like remembering that this happened um, because like I, I was younger when like the show actually happened, but like remembering that this is a fact that in the '90s, a nominated movie for Best Picture was the movie Babe, which like. What? <laughs> I'm not trashing on it. I haven't seen it in years. I'm just so surprised <laughs> that that is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, like that, that seems very, <laughs> very strange to me. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because if anyone didn't know, like that maybe they saw it as a kid or whatever, like that's Best Picture. It's like, I don't think I, I don't know if I necessarily hate that it is. I want to rewatch it now, but I'm just like, oh, hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I did watch Babe as a kid, and it, I don't remember a ton about it. I just know it always kind of bummed me out. Like it was just kind of like a, oh well, that's sad little pig boy. He's so cute though. Um, <laughs> I don't. Okay, like yeah. I mean, I don't remember it being like a quality movie, but like I I don't know what. <laughs> That's For super sure. strange. That is really weird. <laughs> it is. It's a weird fact. Yeah. Was there any other uh big ones you want to bring up or did we want to get to like some honorable mentions? Sorry, I have one more, but it's going to be brief and then I have honorable sure. mentions. 
Yeah. Okay, so this next uh, award win, uh, I went on a journey with this one. So I want to bring you there with me. So <laughs> um, one of the movies that have always stuck out to me about just being like a really weird sort of uh, Oscar phenomenon moment, if you will, was at the, I believe it was 2012 Oscars when the artist uh, took the award show by storm and won, yeah. uh, I mean, so many awards. Um, hold on, I'm, I want to grab the list real quick. And let's be honest, it really only got recognition because of the gimmick. I, yes. I, I haven't seen it, but like, I think that was the main appeal to everyone was that it was like a silent movie basically, but it's just like, but so what? Like, <laughs> right. Um, I did see it at the time and I do remember thinking like, oh, this is a charming movie. Um, I, but I also wasn't like best picture. Like I was just like, oh, this is cute and sweet and I like this. Um, but one thing is that it is, uh, it also takes place in the era where film was changing from silent to talkies and you know awards love movies about movies so hello yeah <laughs> that too right there besides like, yes yeah besides biographical films or historical films they love movies about movies <laughs> I, mean, I mean mank hello this year what the fuck anyway um so the artist is yep like brandon said like a silent a picture that came out in 2011 uh and it's a french movie uh, uh the cast and the director all are french um so it won best picture it also won best performance by an actor best achievement in directing best achievement in costume design and best achievement in music written for motion picture original score now the only one i'd be like okay original score sure it's a silent movie you had to like zhuzh it up the score was cool yes but like wow 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 it was also nominated for best supporting actress best original screenplay best achievement in cinematography best film editing best art direction so it was like we love this movie it was absolutely insane and it did end up winning best picture and so I, i've always thought like that's super weird that this like silent french movie uh just came in out of nowhere and like swept it all but then when I started to research it, I found out it's actually not that weird. So, so, and here's why. The other pictures it was nominated against for best picture was, let's just get into this. The Descendants, the George Clooney, Alexander, Alexander Payne movie that no one saw, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which was uh, totally panned, The Help, Okay, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, yikes, Woody Allen, get out of here. Uh, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, War Horse. So like with that group of movies, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not so weird at one. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I think it was just a really rough, lame year. And so it actually does make sense why this weird movie came in and took all of the awards. I, I mean, I, re I remember the one movie that I thought that year should have gotten like more attention because I just think it's a like a quality made movie. Not that it's like necessarily the best movie ever, but when you look it up a, a lineup of all the others, um, 5050, 
um, oh, yeah. came out that year. That was my favorite movie that year. And I thought like, uh, you know, it's based on a true story and like, it seemed like a lot of people could relate to it and good acting and it was directed really well and everything and just didn't really get any attention but uh, don't worry guys warhorse got nominated don't worry the iconic <laughs> warhorse yeah okay. so it's like all right guys um yeah so i would agree with you that there were probably other movies that weren't even nominated that were better or stood the test of time more than the artist but in this group yeah i see why the artist won because all these other movies are like kind of meh so brandon again i'll just run through real quick the descendants the artist <laughs> extremely loud and incredibly close the help hugo midnight in paris moneyball the tree of life war horse is there a movie in that category that you think yeah that should have won instead of the artist it's hard because honestly, the only movie I've seen out of that is Moneyball because it was written by Aaron Sorkin. Mm -hmm. And like, to be honest, in my opinion, that's one of his worst movies. Not that it's like bad, but it's just his other movies are, you know, The Social Network and A Few Good Men and, you know, like quality movies. Um, and like Moneyball is just fine. Like it's, it's fine. It's not his best work. It doesn't have as much of his, you know, amazing dialogue as you'd hope um and brad pitt's good in it jonah hell's good in it but like yeah none of these other movies uh it's been like 10 years now have i seen and also a lot of these no one's been like oh my gosh you haven't seen this movie you, you yeah. know like when when i say that like i haven't seen uh like say I haven't seen Get Out, you, you know, which I have, but like, if that's something, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? you, you right, know? right. But like, none of these are people <laughs> going like, what is wrong with you? You haven't seen Extremely Loud and Extremely Close. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no you one has, no. <laughs> like, I remember when Warhouse got nominated, like, I didn't see it, but just based on the premise, I'm like, fuck off. Right, like, same. I was like, just <laughs> get out of here. Fuck get out of here. <laughs> fucking lucky you came out this year because any other year you would have not been anywhere near this scene <laughs> right so yeah again like my journey was like this is super weird the artist is super weird and then looking at it I'm like okay yeah what else would we have given it to like sure like I guess out of all those like you were saying Moneyball. like I've seen like half of these movies um and I would say like I guess Moneyball is the one that's like talked about more, but in that you know, way, it's like, have you two seen Moneyball? movies that oh, should have been nominated good. over these? Hmm. What? Um, Kung Fu Panda Two, okay. or Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. You know, hell like, yeah, I <laughs> like either those of those. Way more. <laughs> uh, like, because I'm, I was looking just like what I'm like. What else came out in 2011? But it was like the last Harry Potter movie. Uh, it's like all sequels like another transformers pirates four breaking dawn part one that fast five hangover two it. smurfs you know it's like oh okay well maybe it was just a bad year for like good movies yeah but uh like i said it's like put put like fucking tom cruise uh climbing a building you know <laughs> i'd take put, that yeah put that up Hell there yeah. over warhorse War i'm sorry <laughs> Just the name is really hard to say. War Horse. Get out of here. Get out of here. So yeah, the artist was a weird phenomenon, but 
I guess it might have been the best movie that year. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't a wasn't a big uh, big hurdle to get over. No, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Um. So a few ones that I, I didn't want to go in depth on, but at least just wanted to mention some honorable mentions. M- mention some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. One nominee. I don't believe it won. I can't remember. I didn't want to look it up because I was afraid. Uh. Something that was nominated for best makeup was the movie Norbit which yep. is the atrocious Eddie Murphy movie where it's just like him and, you know, fat suits and whatnot. It's like, he hasn't been doing this for 10, 15 years already. <laughs> um, best supporting actor, Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which like, I haven't seen Tropic Thunder in years and I'm sure some people are like, oh, that's a classic. And, but uh <laughs> I don't know if he necessarily should have been for best supporting actor. And it's not because of, you know, oh, it's a white guy playing a white guy playing a black guy. Um, it's more so because like, were there no other nominations that were that good to be <laughs> yeah. like, I think it, it was because everyone knew that like Heath Ledger would win. So they're just like, Robert Downey Jr. Who cares? Heath's got it. You know. I also <laughs> think it was because that was also the same year like Iron Man had come out. So I think it was sort of like, whoa, RDJ is back. We love him. <laughs> like, I think yeah. there was something to do with that too. Um, yeah, they just wanted him at the ceremony, but like <laughs> nothing maybe. to do with the performance. It's a weird uh, one. And yeah, there's the whole like blackface of it all for sure that like adds a layer of weirdness. But just in general, it's like, like you said, like that's okay. Well, that was one of the best we got. Sure, whatever. Yeah um and then finally and i'm not criticizing the movie but borat the first one was nominated for screenplay okay not only best screenplay it was nominated for best adapted screenplay which is like what was it adapted from see like that that was so ridiculous to me like i i I had a lot of fun when i i only just saw the first borat this year like before the second one came out and I had fun, but it's like, it's clearly his gimmick is like, he sets up these situations and then like, just is this weird character. And they, they like kind of string a story together, but like, I don't think that that should be nominated for screenplay. You know, no. I think like, if anything, that's more so like the direction and like the performance, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but not the script. Cause how much of it was actually scripted versus like just them getting real reactions from people. So it just, exactly. I don't know. To me, that was just so odd um, yeah. and weird. And like I said, it's not that that movie doesn't deserve recognition. Cause you know, people are still talking about it like 15 some years later, but out of all the things to be under, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Because like, yeah, a lot of it, the whole shtick of it is like, it's him getting things out of people and their reactions. I don't think he goes in writing down dialogue for what they're going to say. So it's a lot of improv and a lot of just like off the cuff moments. But then again, what gets me is best adapted screenplay. (laughs) What was it adapted from? Like what? I don't get that one at all. For sure. But yeah, those are just some some honorable mentions I had. I'm sure there's going to be plenty I missed, but uh, when I was doing all my research, those are the, just all the ones that stuck out to me. 
So I have a lot of honorable mentions because there have been some wild, wild times, you guys. Um, so <laughs> just for fun, I suggest you look at uh, some of the best original song movies, some of the best original song winners and nominations, because man, is that category just nuts. Um, so just a few for you. Uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem won Best Original Song for Eight Mile at the Oscars, which that song is dope. Like that song slaps. I'm not saying it's bad, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, huh, Academy Award winning song, Lose Yourself. All right, go off. Um, we have Flashdance from the movie Flashdance won Best Original Song, the one I feel that one um we have a uh, 50 shades of gray song by the weekend uh best original song and my personal favorite three six mafia winning for it's hard out here for a pimp for best original song and like i love it but it is weird as hell that three six mafia <laughs> are academy award winners yeah good for them um and then uh some other honorable mentions I have is Billy Bob Thornton uh, being nominated for best actor in a musical or comedy for Bad Santa. Yeah, because he's, he's really trying hard with that performance. <laughs> right? He really, <laughs> like, really went there with it. <laughs> like, he just threw on the costume and said the words. Like, there was no acting in there. Oh, he was just there for that paycheck. Like, what? Um, one of my personal favorites in an ironic sort of way is Burlesque uh, with Christina Aguilera and Cher. Uh, that was nominated for best movie in a musical or comedy. Again, it was just, hey, a musical, get in there. Because um, yeah. that movie is not good. Um, uh, another one of my favorites is the cult classic Death Becomes Her was nominated for best visuals at the Oscars. I think it may have won actually. Um, if, for those of you who don't know, Death Becomes Her is like this cult classic camp weird ass movie uh, in a great way. It's like beloved, but it's just wild that it's an Academy Award winning movie. Great. Um, Johnny Depp for best actor for his portrayal of Jack Sparrow. At the, okay, the Oscars saw him acting like a drunk fool and said, you're doing great work. Um, yeah, that's more of it's like the character was fun and like the performance was comedic and fun. But like, again, I'd be really curious to see what other performances like happened that year for that to yeah. make the cut. Yeah, because yeah, it was a beloved character at the time and it was fun, it was kooky and we all enjoyed it. We can't lie about that. But at the same time, it's like, Okay, but like best actor worthy? Okay. Um, and then you got, you know, iconic in a in a terrible way, Sandra Bullock winning for best actress for the blind side, uh, which is one of, in my opinion, her worst performances ever, ever. Um, but hey, let's give it to her for that. Um, and then another recent weird one was Minari being up for best foreign language film at the Globes and winning for that, but not qualifying for best picture, even though it is an American made movie. Luckily, the Oscars have corrected that and it is in the best picture category for the Oscars. Uh, but yeah, that was just super strange. I don't understand that whole situation there this year um and yeah guys there's a lot more if you're into awards if you find them funny i highly suggest just doing a deep dive on like some of the weirdest awards 
because God, there's so many. <laughs> there is. There's yeah, so many we didn't mention, but like I said, especially just look up Golden Globes, craziest stuff with them. A lot of the comedy net uh nominated stuff, you'd be surprised, but yeah. Um yeah, this was a wild ride. Um Award shows are jokes. <laughs> yeah, especially the Globes. They need to be changing up because they are just wild and over there and being yeah. corrupt as hell. Oh. Like Oscars were so white, but Golden Globes were so dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah, truly. And now we're like, there's a lot of that. There is a lot that's been coming out about the Golden Globes in recent times. And it turns out, shocker, they're kind of racist too. So mm, I don't know. There's just... I think that the Golden Globes still could have a place uh, in culture if they just like got their act together. Sure. <laughs> that will take a lot of time. So yeah, for sure. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on that journey with us, guys. If there's any weird nominated movies for things that we did not bring up, please let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, we're getting closer to our 100th episode. We're excited. We got some fun episodes planned for you the next few. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to reach out to us, please email us entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. Follow, like, subscribe, Entertainment Buffet uh, on YouTube, Facebook, you know, all social media. And yeah, please support Entertainment Buffet podcast in any way that you can, whether that's, you know, leaving reviews on iTunes or whatever it is, you know, we would really appreciate it. And uh, check out our sponsor we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. But until then, Jess, where can they find you on the social medias? On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Jesquaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z. And you can also find uh, my new podcast on social media as well. Instagram and Twitter, we are at Second Chance Movies. Um, and yeah, again, after you're done with this episode, please go over there and, and start following the episode. The, please go over there and start following the show. I'd really appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Prosec. We would really appreciate uh, the follows and the likes and the subscribes, all the things, you know, all your podcasts that you listen to, they ask us, they ask you to do it for a reason and it would help us, you know, branch out to maybe listeners who haven't found us yet. So uh, sharing us, letting people know would be greatly appreciated. But until then, you know, let's all just sit back and let's go watch um, some nominated movies like Babe and <laughs> and Big Short and The Artist, you know, and uh, Green Book. You know, let's let's just like give those movies a second chance. Let's give them a second chance. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.